to a totally normal edition of Pop That Culture. Wow. Nothing to see here. Please tell me that you have a squatty potty at home. <laughs> there is a unicorn uh, in the squat. Oh, it just fell off. Oh, oh man. These unicorn pajamas. I got to tell you. You know, I should have so worn the bottoms too, but I didn't. I, I'm sorry. If you guys were expecting the show at 10, I was a little late. I got caught in traffic. Yes. There was an accident. Okay. A triceratops ran into a brontosaurus, and oh! my God, was it a tyrannosaurus wreck? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. What, Nothing to see the, here. Totally I... normal show. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> My other, oh, careful, buddy. He's going to go do some push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming about asteroids too soon. Uh. Um, now, you were running around the house. You said yelling at your wife something that you didn't think you'd yell at her, at yeah. least until you were more like a like a Mr. Roper, Mr. Right. Furley age. Right. Well, you know, in, uh, <laughs> in The Incredibles, yeah. when uh, Frozone is looking for a super suit, right. it was the exact same scene. <laughs> honey! Honey! Have you seen my ascot? <laughs> I need my ascot. I can't be the captain without my ascot. My ascot to get to work. <laughs> oh, look oh. Uh, oh, where's, ah. the, where's the dinosaur? Where's the dinosaur? No, you I'm still look You still look uh, legit, Captain-ish. Really? I feel like you're going to help us steer the show. You know, the best thing is, is when I wear this getup to yeah. a party and after people start drinking, you can tell some of the gentlemen that have served in the Navy will every now and then oh, salute me. Oh, no, really? Yeah. And then uh, I think legally, too, as a captain of a ship, aren't you allowed to perform marriage ceremonies? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're at some party and a couple people get super drunk, they're like, oh, yeah. I love you, no, I love you, you can marry them, like, We'd have right to be on, on a the boat. spot. You have to be oh, on a boat. is that the, yeah. so you have to actually be on a boat? You can also, not only can you um, perform a marriage, uh -huh. you can consummate. Hey, That's what I'm being what's rear up? At, girl. Captain Steubing. So costumes are fun. Costumes can also be a tricky proposition mm. when you make poor decisions. And we've had a lot of no. them already, but we had another one to add to the pile, and that would be Olympic snowboarder Sean White, who thought it would be a good idea to go as Ben Stiller's character from Tropic Thunder. Simple Jack. Simple Jack. <sighs> Not a good idea. Well, not a good idea in general, but really <laughs> not a good idea when you are a famous person right. and everyone's going to see your picture, including the people who run the Special Olympics mm -hmm. who were, I mean, actually, they protested Tropic Thunder before that movie came right. out. They tried to get him to change the movie. Then they tried to get him to, um, I think, just do some sort of like words before the movie or something like that. And the movie company was like, well, it's cute, but we're not going to change anything for you. Yeah, you know, Tropic Thunder on so many levels was politically, really politically. The Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. part of it all is amazing that they were allowed to. I know the movie was a satire of mm -hmm. things that happened in Hollywood, but wow, I'm surprised that right. they went ahead with that. But yeah, so the Special Olympics expressed their disappointment with Sean White. And a number of people on Twitter were just, you know, really losing their mind. And so um, he said, I owe everyone in the Special Olympics community an apology for my poor choice of Halloween costume. It was a last minute decision. It was the wrong one. Mm. I'm very sorry for being so insensitive. Lesson learned. So he will not mm. be wearing that Halloween costume again, to say the least. 
And then there was another story that I saw, which I didn't even really think about. So um, every year the Jackson family does a big charity Halloween costume mm -hmm. thingy. And one of Michael Jackson's sons, Prince Jackson, was there. And he said Halloween is a really um, tricky time for him and his mm. siblings because people dress up like his dad. Yeah, and Thriller is always being played. Right. Mm. Yeah, and he said actually, usually he feels like you know it's a it's a nice thing, it's a compliment to his dad, but um, partially it's weird for him because some people are so good at it that it spooks him out for a second and he's like whoa okay not my dad not my dad <laughs> like because some of these michael jackson impersonators are on point right. man they've got the whole shebang down uh, and, the, and moves. the moves and the spins yeah and so i can imagine if you're at a party and you're like whoa oh it's not my dad oh, i keep losing See, my horn i've always wanted to do a costume called george michael jackson where it's <laughs> like a mashup of george michael and michael jackson okay and how would you what would you I don't know. I would. I would probably think a Choose Life shirt. I was thinking it has. It has to be the Choose Life thing, so people the, get it, and which means you'd be wearing little orange booty shorts. Right, but everybody so oh the Michael Jackson with the kind of Jerry curl. No, no, no. Michael Jackson from Off the Wall. Oh. Before the skin bleaching when he had the fro and the tuxedo. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I see where you're at. Yes. I like it. Or Michael Jackson from the era of Ben. So George Michael singing to a rat? <laughs> you can't lose. No. You can't lose. Or you could have a whole band of George Michael Jacksons. <laughs> you could have the George, George Michael, Michael Jackson's five. Yeah, with the with the BSA motorcycle jacket. Ooh. Um, one uh, being apprehended in a in a men's room. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? <laughs> uh, one with Andrew Ridgely. Nice. Um, and then of course the ones that we have discussed. Of course. Yes, and then for an added touch, carry around a bottle of Tito's vodka. Oh, Tito, mm. hand me Tito's a tissue. Vodka. Yes. Hangover. It's delicious. No, I feel like you have been. I could be wrong. Haven't you been with some ghost hunters before? I haven't had sex with them, if that's what you're asking. That is not what I'm asking. Oh, good. Um, that would be weird. No, no. I'm Always trying to record things. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Maybe you can hear a ghost while we're doing it. No, we can't. Mm. -mm. Um, no, I thought you went out with a ghost hunting crew once when they were on a mission, but I guess maybe no. that was Bill who did it? No, no, that would be Ted Nugent. He loves all kinds of hunting. Uh, anyway, anywho, one of the <laughs> most haunted places in Michigan is my pants. Is the Eloise Hospital in West Lake. Damn, like you put on a captain's <laughs> head and all of a sudden it's this just, is This is frisky captain's <laughs> <time>. clear. <laughs> Clearly, somebody's had a couple of drinks well, on the Lido deck before yeah, coming Yeah, it was all-inclusive, right? <laughs> yes. Once you're done, you swim up to the bar and grab another oh, one, maybe jump on the water slide for a little loud. bit, go on an excursion, get mm -hmm. more crunk. Yee! All right, so anyway, uh, there was a ghost hunting group that just recently went to the Eloise Hospital in Westland mm. to check it out and see if they could feel any ghosts there because... Was hospital was a psychiatric uh, psychiatric ward. Mm -hmm. um, it was a poorhouse at one time. People have claimed they found body parts in there, and it's mm -hmm. just it's a whole mess. So this video is taken on the third floor of the Eloise Hospital, and you have to listen really carefully. But there is a whisper voice that says, "What's that?" Twice. It says it once, and then it says it again in this mm -hmm. video.
Now, ah. right? The claim from the ghost crew is this is the kind of audio you can't hear happening at that time. You can only right. hear it when you watch back or listen back uh -huh. to things. And they say that nobody in their crew, as they were doing their ghost hunting, mm. sounds like the voice that was on that tape. Right. So it had to be a ghost. Absolutely. Yep. You know, were they? did they get their ghost hunting licenses? You know, they put them on the back of their jacket. Right, just orange. so that they know, the ghosts know that they're yeah. legit and they're not poaching. Yeah, yeah, they'd be ghost poachers. Right, exactly. You know, very bad. No. Don't be a ghost poacher. Now, when you see shows like the ghost hunters things mm. or, you know, you go on one of these little trips in real life, you might think, is this, did they just make it up? Are they right. seeing what they think they're seeing? And, you know, are they just stretching to try and make us believe that there's something there? However, I know people and one of them's in a captain's hat right yeah. now. Office rocker. Who have had a lot yeah. of ghost, ex like a lot of ghost experiences. <laughs> and Joe promises me he has a ghost story I haven't even heard before where he has experienced uh, the paranormal and he mm. will tell that story when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Happy Halloween! If you would have seen uh, Sarah run into the frame, it looked just like a unicorn. <laughs> just like, just the prancing. The Ma kind that's some majestic. airbrushed license plates. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see those? Yes. And the last unicorn. Mm. Uh, yeah, so this guy, and is it only this house, or was it prior to this house? <laughs> no, it's... I'm going to see, you know, there are skeptics, and I'm, I'm right. actually pretty skeptical. But have you had ghost experiences prior to this house? Yes. You have? In my, in my old house and in the house that oh, in Troy that right. I grew up in. 
Okay, so yeah. ghosts, like, you just yeah. must be a magnet then for yeah, they follow, I'm the on, spirits. Uh, I'm on uh, ghost Tinder. Because <laughs> I'm always swiping, oh, that ghost is pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> what? That um, one doesn't have a head? Nice. Mm, DM me, ghost. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the, what, here's a good one. So, okay. uh, I bought a house when I came back from New York. Okay. And at some point, a neighbor comes up to me and says, an old man showed up at your house, and he was looking for a little girl that grew up in the house. What? Right? They grew up. They were really, really good friends. But he lost track of her because I lived, uh, the house was in a really old neighborhood. It's a one-room schoolhouse, still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a hundred-year-old house. So I don't think anything of it. Never see the old man ever again. So what, about the time we have our kid, weird stuff starts happening. And because it, it was a tiny house, I was working on a project in the kitchen and the lights were off. And you know when you look at something bright in a dark room and then you look off and you see like, you can still see like the after image? Yeah. So I looked away from my laptop screen. I was working on like a commercial or something. And I saw the outline of a little girl standing in the doorway. What? So I don't, I'm like, oh, okay, there's a little girl standing in the doorway. So much weird stuff happens that I'm kind of like, okay, whatever, you know. So... I don't say anything about it. We eventually move out of the house, and a friend of ours starts house-sitting for us. She's, like, building a new house. We're letting her stay there. I get a phone call out of the blue, and she says, so uh, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, what's up? She goes, I could have sworn I saw a little girl in the house. I go, really? And she describes, like, what she's wearing, like wearing a little dress, like a schoolgirl dress. Uh Uh-huh. so I'm like, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> that's our ghost. So um, then at some point, this person moves out. New person I send to do some work on the house. And he works until like midnight. He's leaving the house. And he's turning off all the lights. And he's like, yeah, I walked past the bedroom, the same doorway that I saw the little right. girl standing in. There was somebody standing in the doorway. And I'm like, huh. Yeah. And then we have footage of my dad walking around when he got his first, like, really good cell phone camera. Yeah. And you can see this, like, orb kind of floating. Goes into the back room, comes back out. Hey, what's going on? Wow. Hey, guys, Takes off. Nice. Like, you had a legit little girl ghost in your house. Yeah, and it's like, I never feel like it's bad stuff. Okay. You know, like if the walls start bleeding, I'll just be like, right. Okay. This is a problem. You know, right? So here's the deal. So because you've lived in a couple places now that have had ghosts, mm. I ended up seeing this article that was about the what happens with realtors and haunted houses. Mm. Yeah. So there are kind of more disclosure rules about if someone has died in the house. Yeah. Some states are a little more lax, and you only have to tell somebody if they ask you if somebody's in the house died in the house that you're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. But with a house that has ghosts, I mean, there's nothing structurally wrong with the house. It's a perfectly right. good house. It passes inspection. No radon. Right. So there was a case where they ended up calling it the Ghostbusters case. That kind of in New York, the rule that they came up with now is if you have publicly stated or made it known that you think there are ghosts in your house or your Mm -hmm. house is haunted. Just like I did. And you try and sell it, then you have to tell people. But if you don't Uh. make it public prior to that, if you just keep it your own family secret and nobody else knows, then when you're selling the house, you don't have to tell people that you see little girls or the lights might turn on and off by themselves or someone will stand at the end of your bed. Yeah. 
because wow. and the other funny part too is that so 49 percent of people in this survey um, said that if they found out that there were paranormal things or ghosts or anything suspected in the house they would not buy it really but 18 percent of people were like give me a little incentive you know, knock a little yeah, off the price. It's a negotiating. I will buy your ghost get house. Get somebody like our good friend, Chris, Christy Robinette. She's a medium. She can come in, take yeah. care of the issue. Yeah. Get a markdown. It's like buying off the clearance rack. <laughs> Except there are dead people involved. You right? know. Would you Would you move into a house that somebody died um, in? Oh, that somebody died in? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I would. Because I feel like it happens so often. Right. I mean, I know my, my well, this is sad, but my grandpa passed in his house. Mm. They did hospice, and he was in the house when he passed. Oh. It's a beautiful house. Lots of great family memories right. there. I would think that anybody who got to live in that house is still going to have a great life, and he has an awesome spirit. So, yeah, I think I'd be cool yeah. with it. Why not? No probs. Yeah. No. Now, if we're, like, really crazy, like, <laughs> like right. weird stuff. Right. Yeah. If, no, if someone yeah. is screaming, oh, no, I mean, if, 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 if there was things like the haunting of Hill House or, right. you know, whatever, if things like that started to happen, no, I'm not coming in. But mm. as long as it's, you know, peaceful, okay. a peaceful passing. A murder house, different. A peaceful passing away house, not a big deal. Well, there's this house in L.A. where there was like this grisly, this brutal murder. We're talking like dismemberment, blood everywhere. I'm not moving in. Couldn't sell the house. The, not just the people knock went that to the thing city down. And they changed the address. <gasps> so it so wouldn't show wouldn't up know? in the public record. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cheaters. Yes. But, yeah, I could see how, no, yeah, if a grisly murder took place there, no yeah. way I'm not moving into your house. What if somebody watched Grizzly Adams, the show about the loner living in the mountains in the 70s? I would still move in. Okay. Yes. All right, just check that. Very friendly. Mm. Um, there was a recent edition of Carpool Karaoke <clears throat> with James Corden, and his guest of the day was Michael Buble. Right. Now, he came on because... He was start trying to promote um, Stand Up to Cancer. You know, his son is now in recovery um, and in remission, went through a, a cancer scare mm. from, um, I think it started when he was age three and now he's five. Yeah, he was a small guy. He was a little fry. And um, so it's a, it's a thing that's very close to Michael Buble's heart. The second half of this carpool karaoke is sad. It is tough to watch for any parent. The first half, though, they are just partying it up and having a great time. Yeah. And at one point, James Corden points out that Michael Buble is looking very skinny for him. And Michael Buble spoke about the benefits of now being a skinnier guy. Let me talk to you about this. It is a fact. Buble is looking good right now. What are you talking about? You're looking good. How do you, you look good? You're you saying, look, I know you what you're good. saying. You look good. And I know what you're saying, because yeah. there's two different Bublés. There's two Bublés. Yep. There's a, I'm right, right? There's a there's, there's a, a chunky buble. There's a fat buble. There's a chunky buble. There's a chinny buble. And then there's a hey, I got a record coming out. Maybe I should uh, stop eating those Slurpees. Oh, there's this guy. Mm, I like that look. This is what I show my trainer as my goal. <laughs> you know the the only thing that really makes me because I don't care how I look. I don't. I got Michael, a beautiful woman please. who loves me. Come on. I don't. I'm I, I you're so, you. look, you're chiseled. You're chiseled. You're like sort of Superman. And this guy looks like he ate Superman. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I was at that weight? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like when you're smaller, your yeah. penis looks bigger. <laughs> oh, God! Is, oh, is that wrong? 
Because when you're bigger like that, it looks like a boy sitting in the middle of an ocean. Of all the things I thought you were going to say, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. When you get skinny, optical illusions work to your benefit. It's it's all in relation. It's forced perspective. Yes. You know, just like in Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory, when Gene Wilder walks into that hall, it's not that he's actually changing size. Right. It's just he's relative to the room. Exactly. Just like your junk. Or, or a person's junk, not my junk, but yes. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the only protruding is this horn right here. Oh, boy. Um, so, and then the other oh, rumor, goodness. too, was about Michael Buble possibly retiring. It sounds like he isn't actually going to retire, that the rumors of that were exaggerated, but somebody else is going to retire, and thank goodness. Oh my goodness. Tyler Perry has announced he is finally going to kill off Medea. He is going to put her in the ground, and she's not coming back, because in uh -huh. the last movie they did, uh, Boo 2, a Medea Halloween, are you scared? Uh, in that one, she came back to life. So there's uh, one, there's one, they've filled, filmed one more Medea movie. I think it's called A Family Funeral or Medea Funeral or something. Mm. And it's going to um, be put out in theaters uh, this coming spring. And after that, she's gone. No more. We don't have to deal mm. with it. He's going to do a tour, I think, between now and then where he'll do like a farewell tour stage play thing with right. her across the country. But other than mm. that, putting that character to bed. He's like, I don't want to be as old as Medea is supposed to be, but in my real life and still playing her. He's like, I didn't you're think- You're kind of pushing it, Tyler he's got it. You're getting close, buddy. And I don't think he thought this was going to go on as long as it has, because with this final movie coming up, that'll be eight, eight Medea. That's, that's more, more than that's police, more than police Academy. Academy. That's what <laughs> Michael Winslow, I, mean. I beg you, I beg you, <laughs> make a crossover into this movie. Like Medea, they come to call EMS, she's lying on the floor, and you come in and make some funny sounds, beep, beep, and then oh, you leave. dead. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler Perry, we know who you are. We know what your movies are. Stop monogramming all the damn films you make. Good point. He's like the right. Donald Trump of movies. He's got to put his name on everything. Yeah, could you imagine yeah. going to his house? Could you imagine being his college roommate? <laughs> Tyler Perry's ham sandwich. <laughs> Tyler Perry, six-pack of cheap beer. <laughs> Tyler Perry's underwear. What the hell, Tyler Perry? TPTP, TP, Tyler Perry toilet paper. Nice. Oh, that I he should make. Love it. Could you imagine if Steve Perry was the same way? Journey wouldn't be together <laughs> as long as they were together. Steve Perry's tour bus. Woo. Steve Perry's groupie. Steve Perry's dirty needles. Woo. Oh, wow. That did I dark. go there? I you went did. there. You got dark. Oh, and boy. it's going to get real dark on the final episode, which is coming up next week, right? Uh, it, just this coming Sunday. This, oh, so this Sunday, coming, Sunday, Sunday. This coming Sunday is the final episode for I'm Rick Grimes and Carl. Oh, Joe, we're going to talk about what may or may uh. not happen to him in this final episode next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays, Podquesters. See you there.
Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Sweet chocolate, my sweetheart Sandy. Got my penny safe, so I'm a sugar daddy. I'm a Hugh Crow and she's my Jessica Candy. I want candy. Listen, we've talked about some scary stuff on this show before. Yes. <laughs> what we were talking about in the break was triple horrifying. All it, just, just know that I now know exactly how they help to get horses pregnant, and I mm-hmm. did not want to know that. And what's the, what scared you more, that or the fact that the three dudes in the room kind of... You were all very well-versed in yeah. how uh, they get horse stuff. Yeah. To there's give, a, there's yeah. a red tube channel. <laughs> Let's see. It's Babysitter porn, yeah. stepmom porn. Oh, mm. horse porn. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I know that you are, you are the guy. You are the man. Oh, I keep losing my horse stuff um you are the man who is still loving and following the walking dead i don't love it like i used to well a lot of people aren't loving it yeah. like they used to this season i guess the ratings have not been where right. they used to be and this and is I don't actually know, a good season and, but i don't know if it's because people are like well why am i going to stay invested if i know that the main character is going away well i, I can't explain what it is but the ratings have already started to well, drop here's for, part of it the show's been on for nine years well that'll That's do it That's a good yeah. part of it but they also when they have characters that people really love they're like yeah. well you know we're gonna kill them it's for the show's for reals right and so they kill people off thinking like well you know this is this is what the stakes are really high but what they haven't figured out is to keep like, could you imagine, like, Big Bang Theory if they, like, killed off Sheldon? <laughs> See you like, later. Oh, yeah, season five, Sheldon dies. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But, you know, as an Asian that grew up in Troy, uh-huh. they killed off an Asian that grew up in Troy. You're right. Why would I keep watching it? You're right. Like, I didn't dude. Even think about that. <sighs> All right. So in the last episode, I guess the cliffhanger was what? That he fell off his horse, landed on the cement thing, and then, like, there's a yeah. big tie from the cement. Okay, so. Went through his, you don't have to go through the whole eh, thing. But. The whole thing, is, well, the whole thing is, is what's been bubbling up. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll make it really quick. Okay. Not. But <laughs> what's been bubbling up is uh, Maggie and Daryl are kind of pissed at Rick because he didn't kill Negan. Okay. And so Rick's closest people are kind of like, dude, what is going on? Carl's dead. 
Rick's with Michonne, raising Judith, who may or may not be Shane's daughter. Oh. And then so Daryl and Rick fall into a sinkhole, and they kind of have it out, and they kind of, like, get real. And then, oh, they hear the zombie herd coming. Right, so we got a little zombie yeah. herd, little herd in the background. Yeah, there. and of course, yeah. there's convenient tree roots. They get out of the sinkhole. He rides his horse, and that's where we see Rick, which, of course... Now, because he's lying on a slab of concrete with some rebar sticking out of his abdomen, yeah. he's thinking about all the past scenes of the show. Well, so that's yeah. the other thing, too, is that they're going to use this to maybe bring back some old favorites and characters mm. so they can kind of have them in memory, yeah. memories and Especially flashbacks Asians there. Asians from Troy. Mm. And not Rupraj. He's an Asian from Troy. He is, but a different Asian yeah. from Troy. Might come back. So, however, we do see Rick in another photo, which I believe is a preview photo. Mm -hmm. So it looks like he gets out of that situation, that rascally situation yeah. with all those zombies. He's bleeding profusely from that wound. Mm -hmm. He may not die from that because it's something people already know about. They may right. save some sort of other crazy-ass death for the end of the episode. My, here's what my theory is. My theory is, is that he survives this. Mm -hmm. He outruns the zombie herd because that's how we first meet. That's when Rick is first him outrunning a zombie herd. He, he's on a horse outrunning a zombie herd. Okay. And then he makes it to a tank. That's that's like one of the first. I think that's the first episode. Mm -hmm. um, my theory is that he makes it back to all of his loved ones. Yeah. And he gets a chance to say goodbye. Oh. But what I think the the best part about Rick's character is when you watch him on the interviews, he doesn't pull a, a Christian Bale. And speak with an American accent. Oh no, he goes straight into his British accent. He goes straight back to being a limey. So which makes it's him like, double like, adorable. He walks around like, "Oh, hey, Carl, we're gonna kill some zombies," and then he's on talking. And I, I'm Rick. I'm Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's sad is that so now they've already done some filming, I guess, without Andrew Lincoln on yeah. set, and Norman Reedus and Andrew Lincoln are best friends. Right. People, let me tell you about my best friend. And yes. Every day. They've had lunch together for all seasons. There has not been one day when they haven't gone to mm. Norman Reedus's trailer and had lunch together. They are super buddies. Yeah. And so after they filmed the whole last Andrew Lincoln episode, apparently they were hanging out in Norman Reedus's um, trailer, and uh, Andrew Lincoln got blood all over that chair. And um, Norman Reedus has so far told the cleaning guys, you can make the rest of my trailer spotless, you don't touch the blood on that chair. So he's got this bloody mm. chair in remembrance of his yeah. best buddy because he's too sad right. without him there. Yeah, and, and since, of course, Andrew Lincoln being an Englishman, the bloody chair. Ah, the bloody chair. <laughs> and then also something to look out for um, is in his final scene, apparently, the Rick Grimes character is supposed to smile. Mm. And so Norman Rita said he crawled in and started tickling his feet. And it actually helped him get the smile that he needed right. to have. So just know that when you're watching that shot, there is another dude tickling his feet underneath the camera. So <laughs> At least he's not sucking his toes. <laughs> which is, I'm sure he's pretty close that's to That's another it. red tube channel from what I understand. <laughs> All right. We are getting ready for some candy, for some oh. Halloween action. And uh -huh. one of the disappointments that obviously happens on Halloween is you get a lot of good candy and then you get some duds. Oh, yeah. And you try and well, like trade. Like milk duds. Right, milk duds. Gross. I'm not a fan. I know yeah, some people like duds them. in the name. But you try Stupid and trade them with people. your siblings and they're like, I don't want that gross oh. candy either. And so you're like, what do I do with it? The people at Reese's have come up with something that may go nationwide at some point. Mm. For now, it's just going to be in New York. They have candy exchange machines. Mm. So you're going to have to wait in line. It, this could be a disaster. It could be just hours of people waiting it, in that's line. That's exactly what's going to happen. To get to this candy converter machine. 
but you pour in your unwanted candy and then it spits out Reese's peanut butter cups for you. Little Tracy's. Nice. Which again, rocks. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea, but I just, I don't know if I, it would take, if you only have one in your whole city, I mean, that's, that's, you're asking for a lot of patience from kids who are hopped up on sugar yeah. anyway. Well, a lot of people are doing this. Like, for example, okay, so my kid has to go to an orthodontist, and this guy's buying back people's candy. Oh, okay. But I'm like, wait a minute. I worked my ass off for this kid. I walked around in the cold. Right. I said trick. I did my bit. Now you want to buy it out from under me? Well, I mean, uh, you would get some, some moolah. Yeah, how much? I don't know. I don't know how much dollar? per piece. Yeah. Here's the most terrifying thing that I've heard about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, because they are my favorite. I love them mm. so, so much. Apparently, they felt to the need to make a version that's 40% thinner. No. They have make the regular ones. No. Who on planet Earth was asking for less of the delicious peanut butteriness in the middle? It's apparently they're coming out next year, and they're like, oh, well, it's for the calorie-conscious, diety people. Listen, if, no, you're, if no. you're having a Reese's peanut butter cup, you need to have yeah. the Reese's you know what? peanut butter cup. I get a pack Don't of go, those. oh, I'm eating the thin one. Yeah, you know what happens? I eat just like six of those instead of eating a regular Right, mm, because they're diet, I yeah. can. Yeah. It's like, wow, I'm just going to eat more. It'll even out and wash. The worst idea, Reese's. Don't even yes. bother coming out Word. with it. Don't do it. I, you know what? I think Reese's should make a Reese's peanut butter jockstrap no. for the peanut butter cups. No. Because you can wear them around all day and they'll be nice and warm. Oh, and just a smear mm. of like an accident in your Hopefully you don't get football pants. Drilled by a ball. Yeah. Make it look like. Well, anyway. <laughs> Another food disaster that was catching headlines was this picture that started flying around the internet. Mm. And everyone was horrified. They were like, has Justin Bieber never seen Mexican food before? Well, he is Canadian. Well, that's no excuse. They're repealing no. NAFTA. Come on. <laughs> you don't think that has any far-reaching effects? <laughs> Jesus. No excuse. It's a picture of him sitting on a park bench, eating a burrito sideways, and starting middle first. Maybe he thought it was a harmonica. So, oh no! So that was that was uh, that was one of the theories was mm. that he really likes harmonicas. Yeah. And then um, even Chrissy Teigen was defending him, and she said, "Listen, the ends are just all carbs." And she's like, "You should yeah. eat it like starting in the middle on that yeah. sucker." And well, I, you know, I uh, I look at it like going back to the Reese's thing. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. There should be no wrong to no no wrong way to eat a burrito. Oh, there's I, a wrong way, and that would be it. As for much sure. as I want to hate on Justin Bieber, I mm -hmm. say if you want to start eating your burrito in the middle, go for it. <laughs> Well, so some people were saying that a lot of people were horrified and then come to find out this is not Justin Bieber, that it was a bunch of YouTube guys who hired a lookalike mm. and wanted to see how far they could get this prank story yes. going. And the answer to that question is everywhere. Every entertainment uh, website and show picked it up. It was on Good Morning America. Mm. It was on the Today Show. I mean, they basically put this picture on a subreddit and just waited for it to become viral, and it did. And I don't know how much they paid this dude, but it was well worth it for it to become the story that was yeah. even real. I think the worst part of the story is that somewhere there's an agency where you can book a where Justin can... Bieber lookalike. <laughs> 
right? Exactly. You know, it's like, what, do you find the agency that has a Selena Gomez lookalike, book her and sit about to dinner together? Or? I bet they're out there. Oh. You, you put some sunglasses on a girl, you can make her be whoever you want her to be, almost. <laughs> now, um, we talked a little bit about the World Series and the fact that Ben Affleck mm. went with, uh, for Game 4, he went with his now ex-wife, Jennifer Garner. Right. And that was an interesting little family outing that they had. Yeah. But he went to game five with a couple of his buddies. Yeah. There is the long-standing fake feud between Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon. And so they're like, all right, well, I'm here. Kimmel's there representing the Dodgers. And then you got Matt Damon there, you know, repping for the yeah. Sox. And so they wore little T-shirts to <laughs> keep their fake feud going with each other. The I'm with stupid T-shirts. I love that. So good. They mostly sat next to each other for the game, and then Ben Affleck was kind of off to the side. But at one point, they made him stand in the middle in between That's them. That's awesome. And uh, and Matt da or uh, Jimmy Kimmel talked about it in a show and made it sound like Matt Damon was a trash person and that was actually eating people's leftovers in the mm. seats. And right. So so mean but funny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, congratulations to the 2014 Detroit Tigers for your World Series I victory. I know. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we talked about that. Uh, the, the free, I think it was the free press that had the uh, article. Yeah. After the Red Sox won the next day in the free press, that was their take on it was, <laughs> there's your 2000. Dave Dombrowski's happy yeah. that his vision came to life yeah. on a different team. Take some Detroit Tigers, stop the Coney diet, start feeding him Boston clam chowder and baked beans, and you got and a World Series team. Winners. So depressing. All right, when we get back, there is a Halloween tradition that I don't think I was completely aware of. Pantsing your old blind neighbor? That one. Mm. And the thing that we will show you next, there is video proof of a pretty incredible Halloween tradition that involves destroying things. And we will show it to you next on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly. All for free. Do it now. Stay connected. <laughs> And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com.
It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Pop that culture. I am Sarah, and this is Captain, Captain Joe. Joe. Yes! Uh, for a Halloween tradition that you need a lot of people to help you mm. with, but I would say it's totally worth it. Yes. You can travel to Alpine Township in our own state of Michigan. Oh, I love Alpine Township. Alpine Township. Wonderful. I don't know where you are, Alpine Township, yes. but allegedly you're in our state. Lots of just Von Traps running around singing. <laughs> it's amazing this time of year. Climb mm. every mountain. Um, yeah, so the good people of Ed, Dunbeck, and Girls Fruit Farm helped to put a 1,300-pound pumpkin Mm. Uh, attach it to a crane, mm. lift it up, and then drop that sucker on a car. Mm. And I guess this is something that happens every year around the country, and there are videos all over YouTube oh, yeah. of people dropping giant-ass pumpkins on older beater cars well, yeah, for I, everyone's I mean, it's amusement. It's on the decline. I mean, really, it's, if you're just finding out now, it's really odd because it's on the decline. Oh, people aren't doing it anymore? Well, no, I mean, Smashing Pumpkins were much bigger in the 90s. It's true. That is, I almost dropped it. Yes, it's true. <laughs> they were much more. Yes. But I've seen Billy Corrigan doing shows right. recently, so they're kind of, yeah. he's trying to get out to yeah, he's inch to back. Get out. Well, he has to do that, otherwise his benefits will lapse. It's true. Right? You know, like, <laughs> you got to get out there. Let's do a show. Oh, well, thank goodness there were people who were, much like any concert, videoing this Smashing Pumpkin show. So now you get to watch 1,300-pound pumpkin falling on car. It was a really satisfying splat, right? I have to say. I wasn't sure, you know, if I was going to be impressed by the video or not, mm. but then once it hit the car, I was like, yeah, that's the sound I want right. to hear. Yes. It did more damage than I thought it was going to do. It's yeah. amazing. I think, I think what we need to do is just promote it as if it were really like you could go see Smashing Pumpkins. You know, like, wow, there's 10,000 people here. What's going <laughs> Oh, concert now. It's right there. It's oh, done. Going to gather in a field yeah. and do that. Merch is so. huge. <laughs> but then if you buy the cheap Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt, like, mm -hmm. you know, from the guy on the side of the road on the way out, you got to right. wash it on cold because they shrink it, a lot. And yeah. the colors, those colors will run. Right. <laughs> when you wash that shirt. Mm. So, sadly, you know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Mm. Um, my kid's going to be a crab because he's coming down from a sugar high. Uh-huh. There's that. Mm. Uh, it's going to be difficult. Halloween on clearance. Yes. Oh, yes. and Halloween decorations. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be difficult to get him up for school, probably. Yes. That one's going to be difficult. And Christmas music's going to start mm. airing on at least one station, possibly two. I'm not sure on that. I, th well, 
I'm, I'm surprised they didn't pull the trigger on that like four weeks ago. Well, because it's kind of, it's been a tradition that the Christmas music has started earlier and earlier and mm -hmm. earlier. And um, I think the earliest that stations have been willing to do it is like November 1st or 2nd. Mm. Some people might start it up in Halloween time, though, because the the Christmas the first Christmas decorations I saw were in July, and I'm not even kidding. Where? They're a department store called Von Mar in the Laurel oh, Park yes. Place. Oh yes, I'm familiar. I bought uh, cufflinks there once. In the old Laurel Park Place. Yes. They uh, they like to put out their their holiday to for sale. Not that they decorated the store like Christmas, but that they right. were selling some Christmas things. As early as July. Broaders, you want to see right? Frankenmuth, dude. Disgusting. So yeah. yeah, enjoy your Halloween today because tomorrow it's Christmas. They just skip right over Thanksgiving and they right. go straight to it. But there is a thing that was invented, mm. sort of for Christmas, um, and it's called the Christmas tinner. I say bring it. You say gross. I will not eat this. You will eat this? Out of curiosity, yes. Oh, you would eat it? It's been around for that long? The, the it's the same can. Right. So, yeah. I was looking to import one of these to eat. Like, I really wanted to try this thing. Yeah, I would totally try What the deal is, is they, they came up with the idea that a lot of people who are getting new video games or consoles for Christmas mm. would just want to do nothing but play that game for hours mm. and hours and hours and not want to have to stop to do yeah. anything. And so they made the Christmas dinner, which was supposed to be super easy for them to just eat and keep playing yeah. um, their no, games. No, I say screw that. Keep one in the car with you. It fits in a cup holder, right? G well, yeah. So it is a nine-layer, three-course festival feast. I love it. It's got to make that sucky cranberry noise when you dump it out of the can. See, or hell, don't even it, heat it up. Just eat it out of the can. It, that's what you're supposed to do. It, and it's supposed to contain breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Scrambled egg and mm. bacon layer sits on top Yummy. of this monstrosity. And then you have two mincemeat pies, two, mm. turkey, potatoes, gravy, bread sauce, cranberry sauce, mm. Brussels sprouts or broccoli with stuffing, roast carrots and parsnips, and then at the very bottom, the Christmas pudding. Mm. Disgusting. No. In my family for um, Thanksgiving, my mom makes this amazing cranberry relish. It's so good. She puts an mm. orange peel in there and a ton of sugar, mm. and it's not bitter, and it's really, really good, and she makes it. And most of the family eats that. However, my dad and my brother-in-law insist that they also buy a can of the cranberries that yes. look like this that still have the ridges yes. from the can Not in it. The same without it. You have to yes. Have the <laughs> yeah, the ridges it tells you where to cut. So we well, cut. Yes. So I it's think there's. Off your <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there are some people who like this is a dream because they you know love what? the thing that still looks like the can you when it what? comes out of the can. Mr. Clarence Birdseye himself envisioned a future where people would eat everything shaped like hockey pucks. I'm just saying. <laughs> and the guy wasn't even Canadian. But he that knew. guy was a visionary. He knew that people would like things that are still shaped like the thing that See, they came out of. Here's the thing. That type of thing you eat if you're the kind of person that's, yeah, I'm pretty down with dinty more beef stew. It is I'll very eat some dinty. corned beef hash every now and then. <laughs> every now and then when nobody's looking, I'll take a bite out of spam. Oh, boy. All right. We have Halloweened it up.
have fun today. Do what you're going to do. Be, be safe. safe. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's our main takeaway of that and one. And you know be what? Safe. The first house where you should say trick or treat, Craig Folly. Craig, but I'm telling you right yeah. now, I'm betting you that he's a full-size candy bar house. I mm -hmm. will bet that right now. We will see you guys on Friday. Trick see you later. Bye. Trick Trick it to the trees. Trick it to the trees.